Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of Pillow Talk. I'm your host, Chris, and in this episode, we have a very special friend of mine as our guest, Adeline Gutierrez. You know, she's I've known her for almost 10 years now. We went to the same high school, went to the same college, and in this episode, we talk about a little bit about this podcast we got going on here. You know what I'm saying? Give her a little context, how it all came to be, and all that stuff, and what I want it to look like. And then we also talk about relationships. She shares a very special poem from Jasmine Manns, a great author, a great poet. And we tap into that, and we talk about our past a little bit, and how we think relationships should look like and could look like. So hopefully y'all tap into this one right here, gets y'all mind racing, gets y'all mouths moving, and you already know, we here. If you listen to this at 12 o'clock in the morning, that's what we want. It's called Pillow Talk, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, give me some context. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. What up for you? So um, <clears throat> I would say like I, I got introduced to this shit. With the backroom, mm-hmm. um, that experience was dope. Like watching like so and like his guests like engage in conversations and stuff like that, and like learning um a lot from like people who still look like you but have lived different lifestyles. Right. And the That's ability to be in conversation. Huh. And the ability to be in conversation. Yeah. What struck me the most was like the fact that. Yeah, we look the same, but we came from completely different backgrounds. So we have very different stories. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt like that was, a, and he could, I'm pretty sure he would agree, but that was an outlet for all of us, not just for him, for all of us. Especially yeah, I love the background. <laughs> yeah. So then I like tried to like host the episode or two and that kind of went left. But mm-hmm. I still like playing around in the background. I used to go there all the time just to chill mm-hmm. by myself, especially like senior year when I had access to the room. And just being around that studio, being around that um, environment, well, it was dope. So I wanted to carry that and make my own podcast. But um, during senior year, actually, the back room was messed up. Like the 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 tech and stuff, it was messed up. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was able to record mm. or do radio. That's frustrating. Yes, but more Sweeney class of '07. Not sure her exact title at HC, but she works in the alumni department. She okay. made the Mission Driven podcast, right? which is on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. So check it out. You know, if you want to, <laughs> your boy is there. She was like, hey, listen, like, Che Anderson, class of, oh. 11. 11? Yeah, he's 11. Damn, I thought he was older. Um, nah, he's not young. I went yeah. to a club with him. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that mad funny? I'm like, I cannot believe I'm. He's cool. That's shout out to him. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's chill. Um, so he put me on because Morris Sweeney wants to create that podcast, and I told him that I was gonna take over the back room. So he was like, "Yo, Morris, this is perfect." Here's Chris. He got some experience. Mm-hmm. We could do a little episode together. So the point yeah, of the yeah. Mission Driven podcast is to um have a current student and a current alumni. Yeah, to have a one-on-one, and the current the current student interviews the alum, get to know them, um, 
fig- like find out about their past, their present, their future, I guess. And most importantly, like their mission statement, how the Holy Cross mission statement has shaped them to be, <laughs> to be the person that they are. <laughs> Don't let you out here, we can say that for later. <laughs> I'm here with a whole Holy Cross t-shirt on. You really came through. A whole oh, yeah. sales person. Oh, yeah. oh, and I got the shorts on too, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh my God! So um, Holy Cross till we die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's how that started off. So I started off with him and ended up doing three episodes: one with him, one with Ron Lawson, and one with Sean Mallier, older. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bandwagon in a way, but um, like it was like it is fun. It's not just because I'm jumping on the back; like it's actually fun. So um, I want to continue that, and then. It was like a long pause. It was just a lot of like thinking and like, yeah, I'm gonna do this and do that and not doing it. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do it next weekend, not doing it. Next weekend, not doing it. So it was a lot of that. I remember I told you last year, like, yeah, we're gonna start one. He was like, all right, I'll wait. But the time is coming. Like, we finally here. So um, at first, I called it the Infinity Podcast. It was kind of corny. I actually like just the name. But the reason behind that name was like, there was no limit to like, the conversations that we were gonna mm-hmm. have, you know right um, what it could be about right it could be about anything like literally anything um it could be just monologues from us with myself um conversation mm-hmm. between someone um that i know a lot uh like someone that i know someone i don't know you know it, it doesn't matter like it could be about the most random stuff mm-hmm. realistic creative just that and there that doesn't really matter um Cause I, I didn't want my podcast just to be about one thing and one thing only. Like I just wanted to like have fun with it too. I didn't want it to be like too structured or anything like that. Yeah, you just wanted to have conversations about right. everyday things, basically everyday right. life. Exactly. With the people you bring on and or the lessons you learn throughout. Right. right. Yeah. But I really like. I'm. I have no creative bones in my body at all. I would so, disagree. So that's I what you like, want to make this podcast about. You can talk about. No, I, I appreciate it. But I was like, yo, that name is corny. And low-key, the name I got now is like, it's whatever. But it's better than Infinity Podcast, whatever. So I don't know where I was at. I think I was like talking to Ocean. Um, and I was like, I was telling her the 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 description of the podcast and then i was like yo like this is what you do like in the middle of the night like these conversations are the conversations you have in the middle of the night with, <laughs> you know your roommate or you know your partner right. whatever, when y'all laid up and like y'all supposed to be doing work for a final or something like that whatever but y'all just right. like laid up and y'all like yo like life <laughs> life 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 and that's you know pillow talk mm-hmm <laughs> and I was like, okay. Love Pillow Talk. That's going to be the name of the podcast. It's Pillow Talk. I love it. <laughs> right, right. And similar concept to Infinity Talk. But, um, the one thing I will add is these conversations are answering those questions we don't get to answer throughout the day because we're so busy with life. You know, like trying to get that money, trying to, you know, chase the bag, all that. This down the third. I think sometimes we need to just, <sighs> y'all, like, why am I going to work? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do I work here? You know, like, why was my purpose to live in? And sometimes it doesn't even have to get that deep. You'll be like, yo, like, why did I think, I'll put this in the description. Why did I think skinny jeans were valid in fifth grade? 
you know, like, it can be something as simple as that. And that's, that's the thing. Like, we really ask these, ask these questions in the middle of the night that keep us awake, you know? Right. And, like, <laughs> and sometimes you got to vent, you know, pillow talk. Mm-hmm. So that's the purpose of this podcast, you know? I love it. I love the title. I think it suits. It makes sense. I love it. I love it. Uh, yep. I love the description. Yes. Period. <laughs> taking notes? No. Oh, look like a therapist taking notes. <laughs> I could. I would. I should. I just oh, got okay. a new journal, so I you might. Have, Go ahead. Why not? I definitely will. That'd be a good use of it. It's to write new ideas down. Mm-hmm. So. so yeah. I love it. Yeah, because those are that. Again, that's when you get to know things about people. You know what I mean? Like middle of the night, random ass shit. People, mm-hmm. everybody got things to do, but they're avoiding it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like this podcast. <laughs> As a fact. You know? Uh oh. What happened? Damn, my mom. She's about to be mad. She's already on the phone. Oh my God. You can hear the keys. You can hear the keys. Uh-huh. Oh, so, hold on real quick. <laughs> so that's that's the point of this podcast, you know. Um, as you know, just I think speaking is is a part of human nature, like speaking with other people, having conversations. Mm-hmm. It's important for us. To, the best way to learn. Yeah, I think that's not nah, not the only way to learn, but yeah. It's a great word. She's watching so I told her close the door, yo. <laughs> yo. I went house hunting this weekend. To... How'd that go? It went fine. <laughs> Just trying to find a place to move in September. So I got options and it's so early, so it's not bad. Moving by yourself? No, I wish. I wish. But but maybe with one other person or maybe with three other people. I'm really not trying to live with that many people though. So yeah. <laughs> I think I'll, yeah. I'm cool with my mom right now. <laughs> right. As a roommate. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling that with some randos, so mm-hmm. at least I know her. Yeah. <laughs> at least you know. <laughs> Even if she just yells randomly. The good thing is that like we like barely in the crib. Mm-hmm. Like, Sundays, she's working all day. Like she just got here, so Sundays is my day. Saturday she's here for a little bit, and then the weekdays we both work. Yeah, so it's not even, and you also work outside too. It's not like you're right. in the house all the time. Right. That's who I couldn't. I couldn't work. Anymore. Imagine. <laughs> Yeah, just oh god! It's did you work from home? Yeah, I work from home. Oh, you do work from home. Oh, you want to talk about that? We could talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that. I have. I, it was funny because I don't know what was I watching. Oh, I was watching Family Guy. You watch? You don't watch Family Guy? No. Okay. That's I fun. haven't recently, but I did. I have watched Family. Guy. I like. I know what it's about. Right, I've right, everybody. Everybody. I've seen both of the episodes. Nah, it was something on, they had like a little, it wasn't new. It had to be new because it was about like working from home, some dumb stuff, but Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it just made me think, like, sheesh, people really had to work from home. Like, And I seen this meme or this video or whatever where it was, like, for a while, even till now, people just woke up, maybe brushed their hair. Who knows? <laughs> just <laughs> maybe. Threw on a wrinkly shirt, tied yep. it up, bundled it up, and just yep. did if what we're doing right now. Went on Zoom. If that, yeah. Or just literally be online, emails, et cetera, all day. Uh-huh. How was your experience working from home? Yeah. Um, I made a year last week working from home. Okay. So I've been working from home. No. (laughs) 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 I'm like, uh, not really. That's not how I would categorize it. Um, So it's been a really tough year to be in the house. Mm. If that makes sense. I feel like COVID, you know, even you talking about the podcast and trying to take a pause that that's that's really what COVID has asked us to do this mm-hmm. entire time but the truth of the matter is that even if I'm home my life actually hasn't stopped at all all of last year I was in school right like trying to finish um but I was also working full-time um and so being in one space where typically you are used to having multiple spaces where you see different kinds of people you interact with multiple people in a day is not as structured um, just kind of shifted everything because it just, yeah, it just shifted everything. I, I remember like when COVID first started and the way that people responded, you know, I had a roommate who was like really, who is social to the point where she doesn't spend any time with herself and like doesn't deal with her own shit kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she uses people as like an escape in some right. form and we all do that to a certain degree. Um, and she, it hit, it really hit her hard when we first, you know, came home because she was like, I don't know what to do with myself. What does this mean that I'm like in this one place? And right. she also has like ADHD. So she was like, mm. she was like, I, like, I have to be moving all the time. I have to mm. be, you know, doing stuff. And so like, yeah, That's it's tough. really, it's really tough, you mm. know, to go from something that you're like, oh yeah, I'm only in the house for like 20 minutes. You know, I'm only in the house to go to sleep or whatever. So it doesn't really matter what my living situation is like as much because mm-hmm. you're spending most of your time outdoors, right? But when you're, when you have to come back, it's like, oh shit, it does really matter who I live with. Right. It does matter the space that I have. Like, and so what isn't like, I felt like I was, especially last year because of 2020 and, you know, with the protests in summer and everything, I literally didn't leave my room for like <laughs> for some months, for some months, right? Um, and one of them is because I my both of my roommates were white, and like it was just really difficult, right, to navigate that environment. So you didn't leave your room, like not not the apartment, like the your room. Yeah, like I would go out and like you know do my basic necessities, right? Like I would go to I would go to the bathroom, I would go like get uh-huh. something to eat. But I would literally, I would do my homework in my room. I would work in my room mm. my entire day. I would work out in my room. <laughs> like I, my room was my sanctuary. Like that's what it really came down to with COVID because I didn't feel like the space that I was in was a conducive space for me, mm. right? Because I was like, this whole fucking world is in shambles. And I'm like, nope. So did <laughs> yeah. that work for you or did you make it work for you? 
I mean, I made it work, right? So it's not something that you just like, it felt right from the get-go? Is it something that you force yourself to to be? I had to adapt. Right. You had to adapt. All of 2020 was just No, but I'm talking about being in your room. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like you enjoyed being in your room versus some people who are forced to be in their room, whether it's for work or whatever. Like, you know, some people like had to do home workouts that, uh, home workouts. I know for a fact yeah. I hated homework, home workouts. Right. Did you enjoy being in your room or did you force yourself to enjoy it basically? Or just it was look? not, it was, it was not enjoyable. Feel <laughs> mm. me? Like it was just, it's just what had to be done at the time mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. was what was available to me, right? right? Um, and so I wouldn't say it was enjoyable, but I would say it allowed me, like, I just spent a lot of time, right, mm-hmm. with myself and every in these things that, like, when you go to work, you go to work, when you go to class, you go to class, like, there are different spaces for those things, right? Mm-hmm. When you go home, mm-hmm. you go home. You mean to tell me I'm waking up and I'm I'm in bed and I'm in bed all day? Like, mm-hmm. and as somebody who's like really active, like my routine before COVID, like I would wake up in the morning, I would go to like, my, I would start the day by going to the gym and then I would go to work and then I would go to class, whatever the case was, right? And mm-hmm. so to have everything just kind of flip and be like, oh, you you could only do all of these things in this, in this amount, in this square mm-hmm. footage. I was like, oh shit, okay. Like yeah. there was no separation. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that's either good or bad. If it sounds bad to me, only because when you said like when you said that everything was in the same space, the first thing I thought about was I think junior year I thought about this. This is why the this is the reason why college students go through what they go through because everything is in the same space, especially when you go to a school like Holy Cross, which is very small. Yep. Everything is a foot away yep. from each other. Yep. Your happiness. Your, your your issues, you know, your your friends, your foes, class. What are you trying to party. avoid? Right, right. Like everything, work, you know what I'm saying? Like everything is in one space. It was just like, and for us, well, at least for me, I know for a few of my friends, like it was kind of tough for us to get off the hill, especially like if you don't got a car or nothing. Like mm-hmm. most you can do is like, go to the mall, something like that. Like Right. Not nothing. Not much you can do. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought about just now. And yeah. that, that's that's a lot. Like just a for everything to be enclosed into one small space. And then everybody had to do that. Yeah, everybody had to do that. Um which is a thing. Huh? Which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I think that it I think that we all needed to be home for a little bit, right? Like just the way that the country was like mm-hmm. It's just we all needed to take a pause. I don't know if we did. I don't know if we did, but I would say that at least the first two weeks of COVID, it felt like there was an actual pause. I feel like now we're just kind of living with it. You know, it's been a year mm-hmm. out. Like, we're kind of just, oh, yeah, you got to wear your mask, but you can still, you know, you can still go out and you can walk or whatever the case is, right? Some people, mm-hmm. we have places like Texas not even doing it. No mask policy, right? right. Um, And so... Yeah, but I remember thinking that when I was in college, too, just feeling like, shit, like, when I was in high school, I used to be able to separate my life, like, I have my home life, and I have my school life, for me, like, I have, I have my school friends, and then I would go and live whatever my life, but when I went to college, I was like, oh, I really got to deal with my shit, because everything's here, <laughs> like, right. I, can't, I can only avoid to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right, um, but yeah, I really hated that at the beginning, I was like, 
I I need I need separation. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, you know I'm running like on five hours of sleep. Why? So I do DoorDash on the side, right? And I applied at when COVID hit last year. So this kind of goes with the conversation. The first thing I did was apply to mad jobs. Don't know why. I wasn't thinking about government money, nothing like that. Even though that blessed mad people, which got me tight. But I was like, Yo, let me get a job ASAP. And I think it was just because, like, you know, seeing my mom work all her life is just, like, almost innate to, like, want to work, no matter the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't want to be in the house either. Right. Right. So one thing I love <laughs> to do, one thing I love to do is drive. I've had so many driving jobs in my short driving experiences. And short driving experiences is kind of, it's kind of ridiculous. But um, I applied to DoorDash, Uber, Grubhub, Postmates, all them shits, right? All at once. And fast forward, whatever. I'm still getting emails from Grubhub, DoorDash, mm-hmm. whatever. But the only thing I do right now is DoorDash. Now, Grubhub and DoorDash have the same colors, white and red, and low-key the same font. Oh, God. So I got an email that said, yo, it was a promo. It was like, yo, if you um deliver this many... If you do this many deliveries in a day, you get an extra twenty dollars. If you do this many deliveries within the week, you get extra sunset. It all added up to like one something, right? I'm like, I bet. Like, I'm about to get that money real quick. I just spent some money on a trip. Like, yeah, I'm about to get my money back. Real talk. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm out here hustling, hustling, boom, boom, boom. And then Saturday, I door dash, and then um, I started at twelve a.m. So Sunday morning, because at that moment, I mean, at that time, from twelve to three. They have this thing, um, peak hours. They call it peak hours, where they give you a dollar, two dollars, or three dollars mm-hmm. extra on every order. And that for those three hours, it was three dollars extra for every order. So I was like, yeah, I'm about to get out of bread. And I was out there. I'm like, cool. Gave my money. And I come back. I was like, I did everything I needed to do to get that promo, though. Five, um, five orders per day to get those $20, whatever, to get that extra one something. I'm not seeing no notification saying like, oh, you completed the promo. Okay, whatever. And then I call the people. I'm like, yo, like, where my money at? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, y'all got a promo on, right? They was like, we'll check right now. Lady's checking for like five minutes. And on the phone, five minutes is forever. She's checking and checking and checking. I'm like, bro, what is taking so long? I'm going back to the email just to like reread it just in case I ain't slipped up on anything. And it was an email from Grubhub and not DoorDash. And I was just like, yo. <laughs> yo. I, I just hung up the phone. I just hung up the phone. <laughs> and I was like, like, yo. I can't admit this to you. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Chris? Like, you made some money. Just, just live with it, whatever. So yeah. I got back to the crib like at five, actually. Fell asleep, woke up at nine, make some breakfast, had to clean the crib a little bit, went shopping and shit, grocery mm-hmm. shopping. Not even grocery shopping, like supplies, like, you know, cleaning supplies type shit. Mm-hmm. And I've been up since, like, before this, I took like a 30-minute nap. 
<laughs> when you kept telling me like nine nine o'clock nine thirty, I was like, "Bet." I know. <laughs> I, know. I, know. <laughs> I went to go drop Linda off. Huh? I went to go drop Linda off. Oh, I, that was cool with me. I was like, "Yeah, like I don't care." We started at twelve. I need some rest. <laughs> but, yeah, because um, you you're are you a night owl? I feel like you're a night person. Mm-mm. No. Nah. Since high school, my bedtime like my body shuts down at twelve. And now okay. that I work, it, yeah, same time. But like, if I could, I could force myself to sleep like at ten. Yeah. Right. Okay. Same. Yeah. I wake up early. That's why. Mhm. Me too. Yeah. But um. That's true. You're probably used to waking up earlier because of sports too when you were younger. No, it's got my mom. Okay. <laughs> oh, she, she just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh yeah, she just, she be talking. My grandmother wakes up like at six on the phone for no I don't I don't know mm-hmm. what happens between that time when she wakes up and she gets on the phone but it just seems so quick and she just always screaming. I guess my mom gets it from her. <laughs> my mom doesn't go on the phone right away because nobody's up as as early as her. She just makes yeah. bad noise doing dishes and stuff. Damn. Getting ready so oh my been I, moving I, around. Yep. Yeah. So now I wake up yeah. early. Yeah, he's like, how to survive them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, back to COVID. Post COVID. How you feel now about the situation? We're not post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you called me on that. I'm glad you called me on that. I think that's exactly. I'm like, uh, that's what I would like to mention. We are not past COVID. Fully in COVID, we just adapted, and now this is our new. I wouldn't even, I don't even want to say normal because I don't like the idea of normal. But I think that we have that adapted to something new. Period. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Some of us, which is, which is the sad part, you know, like, it really frustrates me to, to see that we as a country came and like, just listen for like two, three weeks and just get this shit over. Like, there's so many countries that are open in a good yeah. like where they every like they took the the safety protocols and took everything serious but they didn't even need a vaccine i didn't even know that they didn't need a vaccine but i'm not surprised yeah and so now we're pushing out the vaccines and now we we got like are we close to did we hit 300k deaths yeah we hit 400k in early uh, march uh, um yeah, so I don't know. We might have 500 soon, to be honest. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And the fact that it's like we have not taken any time to grieve. We have not taken any pause to say, oh, my goodness, we have lost this amount of lives. Mm-hmm. Like 3,000, and people say this generally, right? Like 3,000 people died in 9-11. Oh. Right? right? We here. Like, we here, yo. We, yo, we, we here because so. I dad was about to say that. I was about to say that, yo. Because if you explain it to them like that, it's gonna be a different story. And I don't I don't know if it is though, because I don't It's not, but like people don't have conscious. <laughs> right, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like that's ten? No, that's a hundred. Well more than a hundred nine elevens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like It, I mean, it, it really frustrates me, like to see, like especially like people my age, mm-hmm. just like yo, you ain't you ain't Superman, like you know what I'm saying, like 
There's so yeah. many people out there that have lost people because of this. It's just like a slap in the face to them. Exactly. But for people who haven't seen it, you know, directly in front of their face, they're like, oh, it's not happening. Mm. So they want to live their lives and they, mm. they, they feel like they have lost so much, right? Mm. From before COVID or whatever. Like, oh my goodness, last yeah. month. My, like, yeah, everything, everything. Yeah. You know how some people feel about their freedom. Right. That fake ass freedom. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It's whatever. Like, it's not whatever. It's just like. I don't know. I try to take. Like, I, I was talking to Ozzy the other day. And I was like, yo, I don't really think I'm going to take my mask off anytime soon. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I definitely. I'm not going to front. Like, I definitely, like, pull it down. I'll I be touching it or whatever. Like, it's really hard to not do that. Like, you're not about to sit here and tell me, don't touch my mask. Like, I have to. I be swaying my, with my facial hair, like, shit begin in my face and whatnot. And it's just like, I mean, my mouth is just, like, too much. And sometimes I need to breathe, especially at the gym. Like, I need to breathe. Mm-hmm. But I could definitely maintain social distance, you know. I could definitely put my mask on, have my mask on around other people. You know, it's just, well, you don't know who you don't come into contact with all the time, like, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've been vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? I you could, have been. Yeah, I could be like, oh yeah, I'm vaccinated. I could be mask free, like nah, like I'm. But you're trying to be cautious because shit is real out here. It really is exactly, and that it's not about us. You know what I mean? Just because, mm-hmm. especially because we're healthy. Yeah. Um, but anybody around us could get it at any moment. You just, anybody can get it. And it, yeah, COVID don't COVID don't discriminate. <laughs> you know I mean? At least not right. COVID catch everybody. It might not catch everybody the same, mm-hmm. but it still catches everybody. So I, I told you, I think I had it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like at this point we probably all did, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just asymptomatic, to be right. honest. Because I really like, unless it's, I really get sick, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I get allergies, but I don't really mm-hmm. consider that sickness. Yeah. And I barely see my mom sick. My sister, she be getting sick. She's like the weak one out of us. <laughs> okay. But we all got sick at the same time. And she was mad sus. I was like, and this was like March. So mm. we didn't knew the symptoms yet. Mm-hmm. Right? But I, like, I don't know where we were at with the information like us three, but um, we didn't know. That's why I know for a fact. Like, we didn't know. And then my mom tested positive for the antibodies. So I was like, yeah. We definitely had that shit. <laughs> <laughs> what symptoms did you have? Huh? I think my grandma had it too. Yeah. For real? At the beginning, when no, when we didn't know what it was. You mm. know what I mean? We didn't know what it was, COVID. She mm-hmm. literally was experiencing all of the symptoms. And like, my grandma's 70 years old. Mm. Like, she thought she was going to die. Yeah. Um, and she was like, she was just make, out here making her teas, like <laughs> doing everything she could to. I bet you that worked. Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, it's really scary to think that, like, I think at this point, most of us have had it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I have come in, definitely have come into contact with somebody that did. I would say that much. For a fact. <laughs> For a fact. I was. Mass free, like after March, because I start so I started working for Domino's after March for a bit. 
summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was out here just mask free. You were driving then, right? Huh? You were mask free, is what you're saying? I wasn't taking like I didn't even I didn't know it was that serious yet. Like I didn't put on a mask in until, the summer. Like, probably like June, July. Okay, 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 okay. Whoa, that's so bad. But yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. I I was like, yeah, I feel like I started wearing a mask maybe like April, May. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't remember at this point. But I remember like my roommates were just looking at me like, you're not about to put on a mask, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, we gotta. Oh, we gotta wear a mask. Okay. Now nah, I had the opposite yeah. reaction. I was just like, "Why y'all wearing a mask? Like, it's not that serious." And I was like, "My sister was like, wear a mask, wear gloves." I'm like, "Bro, like, I'm not about to do all that." Like, because it was mad work to take the gloves off, wear a new mask, whatever. I'm like, "No, I'm about to not. I'm not about to put on hand sanitizer every two seconds." But look at me now. So yeah, don't go sharing that. <laughs> you could cut this part out. Hand sanitizer? Oh, this part. <laughs> It's cool. I just feel bad for anybody. I mean, like I said, I might have had it, so I probably put it on somebody's pizza, and they probably got it. So it is what it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, anyways, let's fast forward. Fuck COVID. Um, yeah, fuck COVID. Do you do you want me to read you? Yes, things? yes, yes, yes. Oh, so this is not something you wrote. No, this is not something I wrote. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I was like, oh, I I know Christian might have an interesting perspective on this poem, oh. um, and it's it's a new book. It just came out. It's called Black Black Girl Call Home um, by Jasmine Mans. Black girl. Black girl call home. Call home. Got you. Black girl call home by Jasmine Mans. Jasmine Mans. Yeah, I think I heard her before. No, you definitely have. Yeah. Um, she came to Holy Cross. God, we, we brought her to Holy Cross. Yeah. Um, my sophomore year, so your freshman year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's pretty dope. But, but her book just came out like two weeks ago or something like that. Okay. Um, and my friend just bought it for me, and I was like, "Thank you so much." That's what's up. Yeah, and there's this. It's pretty intense, so I'll just give you that heads up. It's called Conversations, but I think it's, I think it's, it's interesting to sit through. Um, yeah, and so the entire, it's, yeah, I'm basically going through the book now. I got it on Friday, but this is one where I was like, oh my goodness, we have to sit with this one. <clears throat> Are you ready? Born well, ready. Okay. Wait. This disclaimer. Wait. This is about relationships. This no, 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 that's cool. Are there that's any, any, any words that uh, aren't family friendly? Nah. All right, go ahead. The word shit, maybe? Whatever. I'm just tired of fighting you. Every week, we fight. Have you realized we can't go a week without fighting? If my mama hears us, you're going to have to leave and she ain't going to want you to come back. I don't care if you don't come back. I mean, I care if you don't come back. You just can't stay here no more. She don't think you're good for me no more. I don't think you're good for me no more. 
stop screaming at me. You talk to me like I'm some bitch off the street. You didn't call me one, but I act like one. What is acting like one? You make me act like one. You act like I'm not on your side. I'm here. I'm always here. I thought that was the problem that I'm always fucking here with you. The problem is with you. We say the same shit every week. Every week we say the same shit. Last time was the last time. Every time is going to be different. Why we never try harder or why we never try harder at the same time or why we never try harder long enough at the same time to call this an actual fucking relationship. I do believe this is an actual fucking relationship. Your mother doesn't believe this is an actual fucking relationship. She doesn't even look at me. Look at me, I'm insecure, I don't trust you. You don't even trust you. Yes, I'm laughing because this shit is silly and it's sick and stupid. If you love me, why do you make me look so stupid? I don't want this to be normal. I can't tell if this is normal. This doesn't feel normal. This is too painful to be normal. My friends don't think I'm acting normal. I can't tell my friends about us. I can't tell my friends about us. They think I sound crazy. No one is ever going to believe you made me crazy. Don't even know if one can make another crazy. <laughs> I'm not strong enough to stop you from hurting me. I don't try hard enough to stop you from hurting me. I don't leave when you hurt me. I should have left when you started hurting me. I just thought you stopped hurting me. Thought I could teach you to stop hurting me. Thought I could love you from hurting me. That's it. <laughs> I, that was, I feel like if you don't mind, can you read it again? I feel like I like yeah. it deserves to it deserves to be heard tonight. <laughs> yes, 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 it does. It does. I feel like you know you you hear a song first, but then the second time you listen to it. Exactly. I I always say that you listen. I'm not gonna read it three times, but my policy with songs is usually I the first time I hear the beat, mm. the second time I hear the lyrics, mm. and then the third time I hear the song. Okay. For me, like that's kind of how it goes. Like you know, you obviously you pick out certain things, but to really focus. Mm. Um, but yeah, okay. You want me to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just tired of fighting you. Every week we fight. Have you realized we can't go a week without fighting? If my mama hears, you're gonna have to leave. And she ain't gonna want you to come back. I don't care if you don't come back. I mean, I care if you don't come back. You just can't stay here no more. She don't think you're good for me no more. I don't think you're good for me no more. Stop, scream, stop screaming at me. You talk to me like I'm some bitch off the street. You didn't call me one, but I act like one. What is acting like one? You make me act like one. You act like I'm not on your side. I'm here. I'm always here. I thought that was the problem. That I'm always fucking here with you. The problem is with you. We say the same shit every week. Every week, we say the same shit. Last time was the last time. Every time is going to be different. 
why we never try harder or why we never try harder at the same time or why we never try harder long enough at the same time to call this an actual fucking relationship. I do believe this is an actual fucking relationship. Your mother doesn't believe this is an actual fucking relationship. She doesn't even look at me. Look at me. I'm insecure. I don't trust you. <laughs> you don't even trust you. Yes, I'm laughing because this shit is silly and sick and stupid. If you love me, why do you make me look so stupid? I don't want this to be normal. I can't tell if this is normal. This doesn't feel normal. This is too painful to be normal. My friends don't think I'm acting normal. I can't tell my friends about us. I don't tell my friends about us. They think I sound crazy. No one is going to believe you made me crazy. Don't even know if one can make another go crazy. I'm not strong enough to stop you from hurting me. I don't try hard enough to stop you from hurting me. I don't believe, I don't leave when you hurt me. I should have left when you started hurting me. I just thought you stopped hurting me. Thought I could teach you to stop hurting me. Thought I could love you from hurting me. Black girl, call home. <laughs> How long did it take you to teach yourself how to read a poem? I don't think it's something I've ever done. I don't think it's something I taught myself. <laughs> out loud. I'm sorry, out loud, because it's easy to read a poem. Just with the you know, the part that stuck out to me because the way you read it was I'm laughing because but then you started laughing, I'm like that part when you said I'm laughing because Mm-hmm. you started laughing I asked myself like is she laughing because she's like she actually thinks it's funny what she said what the what the uh, author said or is she embodying the author is she you know mm-hmm. reading the way the author would read it so I felt like I got that vibe because it went from laughing to very serious and the words that followed Mm-hmm. Serious too. So I'm not sure if you noticed that, but um, how long did it take you to perfect that? I just read it out loud to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was thinking about your question, and I was like, and this is like something you probably don't know. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I applied to like a bunch of um gifted and talented high schools right this idea around you know the whole tracking etc we're not going to go down that rabbit hole uh-huh. um, and so i applied to a bunch of schools and what I, I and what i was doing for all of them was monologues i was just reading monologues i was like okay fuck it like i'm just gonna in some way i was always interested in like reading stuff out loud i guess mm-hmm. i don't know why and so i really enjoyed monologues and so i guess that was my first interaction of 
be like actually reading out loud and being comfortable with reading out loud. Um, yeah, but I don't know if you teach somebody how to read a poem. And I think in here, it was, I mean, it was both. I thought it was funny. And it was also, she was, she said she was laughing. And so I was trying to embody what she was saying and like trying to hear it from her perspective. And yeah, how I thought that she, yeah, how I thought she would have said it because of how it's just the extremity, right? She's like, oh, I'm laughing. And then she's like, why do you make me look so stupid? Like, that's a very serious question, <laughs> like a very direct question. And like, that could actually incite, you know, a whole argument with somebody mm -hmm. if you say that. And so it's just like, the whole poem is just like such an extreme, mm -hmm. I think, um, of being in a relationship. Yeah. What did you think? What do you think? How was it listening to it? It was, it was great. Um, like that's what I was saying. Like the way you read okay. it was 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 dope. Um, because I know, like, I would have read it. It would be that dope. But like, it's because probably because you read it multiple times, or maybe because you feel it more. Whatever the case may be. But the point of art is to, well, for me, is to make somebody feel. Mm -hmm. That's what you did because the words plus the way you read it brought back those flashbacks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got, like they put you there. Yeah, put me there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what storytelling is like making mm -hmm. you see it, you know, man. Giving you language to. Right describe express what it is that we all intimately feel <laughs> right and that's that's very hard to do that, that really is something that's that's to me that's difficult to do um but the first the, the one thing that kept popping up in my head was <laughs> it's funny that we like all go through this shit <laughs> like you know like you gotta laugh about it like part of it is funny like no. this shit is crazy <laughs> And it was just like, now, now my mind is is thinking like I'm, I'm rolling out right now because the other day I was thinking about what brings people together. I think I love that question. Number one and number two are sports and music. Yeah. Under that, probably food, and then yeah. under that, this is subjective, comedy. Yeah. Because humor. Right, but we're all just laughing at ourselves. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And then when you just said, like, you know, sometimes you got to laugh at it, like, yo, we all go through the same stuff. It looks different, but we all essentially go through the same stuff. Like, we just need to laugh about it sometimes, you know? Humor is the greatest medicine. <laughs> right. And I was just like, damn, like. It's the cheapest one, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you can relate. I can relate. I know five people that can relate. They probably know 10 people that can relate. And <laughs> obviously, I'm pretty sure the author could relate. <laughs> That's why she wrote it. <laughs> so it was just like so but many. But you see how there were no details? Mm -hmm. Like you like you fill in those pieces with your own experience in your own life, right? But like at the core, the mm -hmm. bullshit is still the bullshit. And it's still the same. As a fact. Um... Was the line that stuck out? 
it was still you can't make wait, you make me crazy first of all i don't think you could make somebody <laughs> it's already in them it's already in them it's already in them <laughs> already in them because if somebody's really willing like that's a fact though somebody's really willing to like slash your tires for whatever reason that's already in them like low-key low-key because could be argued yes it could be argued because like i'm be real with you like i can't kill somebody like i can't really like you could tell me like yo i'll give you 10 racks go kill this dude like i'm not gonna do that but i could be motivated to off a traumatic event you know, yeah. that's what that's what leads to those those actions. <clears throat> but um, that's that's funny and yeah, debatable. And then what was the other line? Oh, you call me a bitch without call me a bitch, something like that. Mm-hmm. You say I'm acting like one. What is yeah. acting like one? What is acting like? Yes, that is the question. Question of the day. <laughs> What is acting like one? For me, this has nothing to do with like past experiences or past relationships. Um, But for me, acting like a bitch is like somebody was just like annoying, bro. Like you just like, why are you complaining so much? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Like the day just starts, it's eight o'clock. Like, why are you complaining? You know what I'm saying? Like that's somebody. So is bitch gender neutral? Yeah, for fact. Well, for me. Um, <laughs> or like... Yeah. Or... I know more people related to like being soft. Mm. I definitely do that. Mm. But I related more to just being annoying. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just... It's, I don't know. That's the only word that comes up to my head right now. Like, just being annoying. It's like, you're just really acting like a bitch right now. Like, why? But. Um, context is really important. Yeah. Because, you know, some people obviously take the word bitch to. Mm-hmm. And feel, you know, feel offense or, you know, yeah, take it to heart or whatever the case is, depending on how it is. So, it's always in context. Um, there's a lot to, there's a lot to. What's it called? There's a lot to in a lot. Yes, unpack. Um, I don't know as a whole. Like I said before, like I feel like a lot of us can relate. Um, it's just funny that we can all relate. Um, and what do you think we're relating to? To like going through those those experiences, no matter if you're her or if you're the person she's talking about. Um, but the question that popped up in my head was, can we like not make this normal? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people want to, but then again, it's just like to get to that point of happiness with that person, I feel like we got to go through those hardships, whatever those relationships are. I feel like I genuinely feel like we have to go through that toxic relationship in order to get there. I always said there's three types of relationship people that date always go through. Mm, okay. Puppy love, toxic love, and forever, you know, happily ever after love. Whatever you want. <laughs> Mature love. Huh? Mature love. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Whatever. But I feel like that second stage, 
both all three stages. But um that second stage is very important because you you learn more about yourself. You learn more about the people that you don't want or the the actions or or words or whatever that person gave you. You you find that that's what you don't want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's easier to see red flags now. Yeah. And because I can tell you right now, like in my experience, I was the person she was talking about. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> I was throwing red flags in the beginning, like you know, like like it was nothing. And maybe because the person on the other end of that, like they they were so emotional that they didn't see it. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think going through that. Helps you put your, I don't want to say it helps you put your emotions in check. I don't know. But it helps you see those red flags. And it helps you make a, a more conscious decision on moving forward with the type of person. And it may happen more than once. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. just three relationships, like one, two, three. Like you could have two puppy loves. You could have four toxic loves. You know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you could have more, mm-hmm. one um, mature love, you know? <laughs> but um, I think it's very important. So it's it's kind of hard to answer that question. Like, can we not make this normal anymore? Because it's something like we, yeah, it's something we got to go through. I'm not even going to like sugarcoat it. My eyes, something we got to go through. I would say yes. And. You did your nails? Yes, I did. I noticed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um I don't. I think it depends on the kind of toxic love that you experience. I don't know if we want to be like, oh, there's a hierarchy. However, I'm not going to say that everybody needs to experience a toxic love because some of them might be like actual abuse. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not about to say, oh, you need to experience that to know what kind of person you don't want. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want somebody that beats me. Like, yeah, I don't want to go through that experience to fucking have to find out. Like, I think I pretty much know already. Uh-huh. Right. And so I say that to say that I think obviously all relationships are going to have problems and disagreements, et cetera, et cetera. But to the point where it's not harmful, right? Like I don't like toxic. It's just, it's just tough. You know, like I I think it's, I don't like the word, I don't like the word toxic even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not to disagree. Just because what I thought about was people who people who make it far in life, right? Whatever that means to you. But for me right now, we're going to use like someone who's like a millionaire, billionaire, someone who, who really grew up with nothing and made it there. I feel like to get there, they had to go through those hard ass times. Right. You know what I'm saying? And maybe those people in those toxic relationships, I'm talking about like really toxic, like physical, like mental abuse, mm-hmm. abusive. They eventually find like the best of love they could find, but maybe they had to go through that shit. You know, it sucks, but let's be real. It, it does happen. Right. You know how often it turns into that type of love. I hope it's, it's often, but yeah, maybe they did. I just can't justify it. I'm like, I, I agree. Everything mm-hmm. comes with a lesson and mm-hmm. right. Like, I think every relationship you ever have like teaches you something like mm-hmm. it has a purpose in your life. Right. And like the mm-hmm. whole web of your life. Um, 
It's not but just, it just feels it just feels wrong to say that you know people have to go through those things when they when and that's the, and that's your question of like can this not be normal? Like yes, I do think it, it can be, and I I think it depends on the degree of what it is, right? Like oh yeah, you did some fuck shit and you like cheated on me or whatever. Like I'm like that's pretty low scale, low ball for me in my opinion. I versus like you beating me, I, right? Like okay, there's there's degrees of harm, right? Mm-hmm. This is still emotional harm, right? Like you're mm-hmm. that's manipulation, all of that. Like that could come out in that experience, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't like. I think the I'm not gonna say physical or mental is more important. I think both kind of abuses should shouldn't happen. Period. It shouldn't be normalized in relationships, and that's not to say that like our relationships like it's going to be a utopia feel me like i'm not about to agree with you on everything like that's never we're never going to get there that's not where we're trying to go but we are trying to get to a place where like we can at least communicate so more harm doesn't happen <laughs> nah i just made that face because i saw that on a post like yo can we make cheating like not a normal thing <laughs> like people believe- i don't think it's innate no. Yeah, I did send you the the little. It was a like a a screenshot of the article where mm-hmm. um women, certain women were cheating on on the relationship to make the relationship better. And this is something I heard before even reading that article. Like people cheat to for affirmation or for yeah confirmation type stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and to make the the relationship stronger. And like they see that if the person who was who's the victim can get through it in their eyes is like all right. That person's the one because they stuck with me through that. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I absolutely refuse. Huh? I absolutely refuse. <laughs> nah, your face got me weak. But yeah, that's what they be thinking. Like, yeah, that person, you know. They went, my ride or die. Yeah, this is my ride or die. Hell yeah, yo. <laughs> that's funny. I'm glad we doing the video thing. That was, that was funny. But um, yeah. People, people think that's so. Yeah, that's why I made that face because a lot mm-hmm. of people want to eliminate that from relationships. But I don't really think it's gonna happen. I think it. I don't know if I'm not about to say like, oh, the entire no one's gonna cheat in the world. Like I can't account for nobody but myself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I can't account for yeah, not even the part, the person I'm not with, even. whatever. Right? Like not even. Um, and so it's just. I feel like you have to hold yourself accountable in a way that like what confirmation are you trying to get? Are you lonely? Are you longing? What are you looking for when you cheat? You know? Yeah. The um, I don't think people should be in relationships. I, I'm gonna answer based off of, you know, what I think. Um because <laughs> you know black men don't cheat. But listen, um, I think yeah, the, mm-hmm. the person is mm-hmm. probably thinking like, all right, after it's done, like, all right, like, it wasn't as good because what I got home is a lot better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This is facts. This is facts. Like, I right, like, <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, this is, yo, this is facts. Yo. So you're like, all right, like, yeah, like, you know, me and Shorty did that, this that, and third, but like, nah, I really love Shorty because there was no emotional attachment. It was all physical with this one. 
but back home is it's everything, you know. What, what they say, cake is always better back home, something like that. I don't know. But I think that's what people look for. Well, some people. Like mm-hmm. people hesitant, maybe, I don't know. Or not even that's what they look for, but that's probably what they realize afterwards. Yeah. I think that's that's more accurate to say. Um, yeah, that's more yeah, that's more accurate to say. Like it's the realization of damn, I was doing all of this for a nut. And like it was that long. This is where it got me. You know yeah. This is where it got me, like all that happened that fast. And look at me now versus like, you know, I could just but with whomever back home, you know, shit might get rocky sometimes, but like they always there type stuff, you know. It's it's love versus lust. And then some people cheat on somebody with with somebody that they love, which is a different story, which is like what I'm not getting into. Yeah. And I, I mean, I will get into that one because one of the things that she says in the poem is like, isn't the problem that I'm always fucking here? Right, that like sometimes people just stay in relationships, even if they know that somebody cheated or whatever the case is. Um, and, or people stay in relationships for longer than they should. Just because they are not, what well, right, they might not be satisfied with something that's happening in the relationship, but they still can't leave. Mm-hmm. And so what makes it better is going and getting confirmation from elsewhere but that's only temp like that's that's a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. All of it is yeah, all of it is a temporary fix. The only thing you could actually do is confront yourself. <laughs> like, what do you want? That's that's and that's, that's such a simple question, but such a difficult one to answer. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you're in relationships, like there's just so many expectations. Like there's just there's just a lot at stake. It feels like like shit just gotta be serious all the time. Like it you know when it doesn't have to be, um, mm-hmm. and I think that people feel a lot of pressure from being in a relationship, and so that's the reason why they go off and then decide to, you know, cheat or whatever the case is. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Made me think about one um the line. What's her name? Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. She said, "Why did I? Why didn't I leave? What she said? The first time? No, something else. It was like I should have left. Yeah, you gotta go. I think it was towards like the middle end ish. Yeah, it was definitely the end. Um, yeah, she was like, I should have left the first time you hurt me. Something like that. What she said afterwards? I should have left when you started hurting me. Right, that's the line. I should have left I when should've... you started hurting me. Like." Again, I think it's noticing the red flags too, or the ability, the ability to. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard, especially like when, when you're younger, when you haven't gone through that, you know. Um, yeah. But I think going through that allows you to gain that skill, if you want to call it a skill, um, and then allows you to leave before that person hurts you, before the next person hurts you. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Don't you hate that? I don't know if you've ever thought about it this way. Um, that you're like, damn, somebody else, like this had to happen for for this not to happen with somebody else. Like I had to bear the burden 
So then the next person could somehow have a better version of you, right? Like, like that, that seems unfair. Like, what's the quote? Like, I, I'm watching you, like, I helped you become the man. Could have been for me, something like that. I'll use man, whatever, because they said man, but <laughs> it was something like that. Like, you know, I, I'm watching you be the man that I created, something like that. I, I think I think that's fucked up. I think that's a fucked up phrasing because you didn't you don't control or create anybody, you know. Um, we you know what I'm saying. Yes. Audience, I get what I'm saying. Um, I thought the opposite because, like I said before, like I was on the other end. I'm like, not the opposite, but I was thinking like, yo, no matter who it was, that person would have gone through that because I felt like. Because of my past experiences, that was bound to happen. Like no matter who it was, I'm telling you. Be more specific. Um, like, like what was gonna come out because of who you are? What you mean? What was gonna come out? Like what was gonna happen? Yeah. Um. So she talks about um being like. What's it exclusive, but like low key though. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's been but that's been my like Bob type shit, but that leads into like toxic shit. Cause like I came and talk to you talk to you about my friends. And she said it twice, which is like, oh that's true. And then the second time I was like, damn, like that kind of sucks. But I can't talk to you about I can't talk about you. With my friends, are you supposed to be somebody who makes me happy? Something like you know, somebody who brings joy to my life, something like that. But I can't talk to them about you for two reasons: either you don't want me to, or what we going through is not even worth talking or like so so bad. I feel embarrassed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I could really relate to that because like I was just like that low key type of person, so so low key. Like I I didn't want the world to know. You know, right? And I didn't know how that much that meant for the, how much that meant for the other person. But I was just mm-hmm. this is the vibe. This is what I'm gonna roll with, whatever. And it was just so much things that I like. I wasn't fucking with mm-hmm. that, that person was eventually. Like, you know, it was like first, like, all right, cool. Like that, she was probably thinking, like, all right, he'll probably change like two months, whatever. But then it started dragging, 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 like it always does. And then it's just like, all right, like. I want this, you want that. We want two different things. Like, this mm-hmm. is not working. Then that's when shit starts clashing. So I'm gonna have to start like opening up in this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get personal, personal. I'm gonna have to like replace names though. I'm gonna do that. Like, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> no, Joe. No, no. I, know, I do know a Joe. Shout out to Joe. Nah, fuck you. He didn't respond to my text. I'm like, <laughs> I needed him one time. But yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's. I mean, I've been on the other end of the stick, and neither of it is enjoyable. Really? Um, yeah. Of course it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but yes, we do learn and we move on and mm. we become better people as a result so, so, <laughs> of bullshit. So, some of us. So, some so. of us learn. Some of us just continue our fuckery. There's people out there, no funny shit, like, just like being toxic. Like, either like yeah. to us, it's just like, maybe they don't see it or Maybe they enjoy it. Maybe they don't give a fuck. Like, I think people who run from relationship to relationship do that. Do, like, do what? Exactly. Like, I'm toxic because they don't deal oh, with their no. own shit. Like, they don't. There's no pause to be. Like, do you know somebody who's always in a relationship? You. I knew somebody. You said you? I said I knew somebody. Yeah. 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 Maybe what you said earlier about your old roommate, like they need people to cope. Mm-hmm. And maybe needing that next person is to cope with that, you know, the the, the last person. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Like, right there, yo. You said what? So that was some heat right there. Yeah. But do you, is that a thing that should happen? Probably not. <laughs> but it does. But it does. Yeah, and unfortunately for the victims. For the victims. No facts. Like, yo, like sometimes, sometimes like there's just straight up victims out there. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up victims, like who really haven't done nothing to the person. Nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it, it could be like a toxic relationship where y'all going back and forth. But the other person could just be a victim. And it's more than just physical abuse victims, like domestic. Well, domestic mm-hmm. violence. But yeah, it's, it's, it's more than just physical abuse. Like, mm-hmm. and that person tries and tries just to keep doing good by that other person. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of good people that that are the victim. You know, because they're they're seen as weak because they're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or they themselves, you know, take advantage, get taken advantage of mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. like it's. It's easy to get taken advantage of if you always see the good in somebody. Mm-hmm. It really is. Because you're never going to see them doing wrong. Yeah. Because you don't think they could do wrong. Because you don't see them, <laughs> you know, with clarity. It's hard to see somebody you're in a relationship with with clarity. You know, because sometimes you're too close to the situation. You can't, you know, it's hard to make a fair assessment or judgment about what's actually going on because you're so deep in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only see what you're seeing. I think it's more like you're seeing what you want to see, as in, like, you're you're seeing the potential. Yeah. You feel me? You like, think it calling people's potentials. We're, we're going to be married with three kids this is gonna be us one day he's gonna be this i'm gonna be that you know <laughs> you're like that's not how this works <laughs> you watch living single yeah yeah i haven't seen it in a while but i used yeah. to they give it right now yo you know it's funny i never watched it like until a month ago Oh wow! Yeah, I've heard of it. Good. I've never watched it. The I've heard of it, and I saw one episode. I ain't fuck with it. 
It was just that. Um, I actually used to watch Friends. Crazy. And this started before Friends. I know you know that, right? Yeah, they took that. Every single was on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Damn, how you not gonna support a black show? Okay. I ain't like the episode that I see. Just because you black don't mean you get a motherfucking like. <laughs> forgot like, it. You're not rooting for everybody black, Christian. Is that what you're uh-huh. telling us? You're not rooting for everybody black. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying if you're not funny, I'm not going to watch you. <laughs> I, I so like yes. That's my word though. I'm not trying to fit you no, Issa Rae did a skit with S- on SNL, mm-hmm. and it was basically called like rooting for everybody black. And they would give her like some crazy ass scenario, but the whole thing was like it didn't matter because the person was black, and she's like, it don't. Matter. She was like, I'm rooting for them, like I'm rooting for them. And it was this whole thing. So funny. Only on one episode, I think. I think I've seen all that. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I appreciate y'all so much. Special shout out to my friend Adeline. As we always do, we chopped it up. And hopefully we gave y'all something to think about and talk about amongst y'all friend group. And most importantly, hopefully we gave y'all something to bring y'all back to the Pillow Talk podcast. We always out here bringing y'all episodes and giving y'all something to think about, something to talk about. And I'll definitely, definitely, as my first time making a podcast, I'll take any suggestions on how to become a better host, have a better podcast. You know, I'll put my email in the description. Y'all shoot whatever y'all want. I'm open to criticism, man. So I appreciate y'all once again. And I'll see y'all on the next one. Peace, love, and blessings.